I want to read to you uh, from Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3. And it's uh, verses 1 through 11. It says this, There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven, a time to, born, to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from his toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. I just want to say that part one more time. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Well, today I just wanted to take this time to talk about the seasons of life. And I know that there's some of us here that would really like to have it all. We would like to have it all in this life. And God even might allow you to. But you won't be able to have it all at the same time. There is a season for everything. We live through seasons of life. Just like there's seasons in nature, winter, spring, summer, fall, there are seasons in life. And you heard from the young men that were up here that even being the same age, there are seasons that we go through emotionally, mentally, spiritually. People are in different seasons. And I, one of the reasons I, I, I want to, and here's what I want to do. I, I, I took some time, and, and this is one of those Sundays where um, uh, our communication team, you, you get to hear, uh, you get to benefit from the work of one of the the silent ones on our communication team. Uh, you hear from me, Jazz, um, Jason, and um, myself. Uh, but Brian is always kind of the silent uh, one on the communication. He, he helps us to be heard. Uh, he helps uh, with communication through the websites. He does video stuff. And so he helped uh, really today in putting this message together in interviewing uh, diff- different people in different seasons of life from uh, middle schooler uh, all the way to a 76-year-old. And we're going to listen to them and hear a bit of what is the greatest challenge for them in the season of life they're in right now. And also what is the greatest joy or the great adv- greatest advantage of the season that they're living in. And the reason that I, I want to do this for us today is, is one, I've, in different conversations with different people in our congregation, there's been moments where there's been some struggles going on 
And, and what I've realized in, in talking with, with some of you is, is that it's sometimes maybe a perspective of, well, this is the way it was, and I don't understand why things are different, why there's this struggle, why, or why there's this tension that's going on in my life. And, and sometimes in those situations, it's a matter of just, well, you're kind of leaving one season and you're entering into another. Those, those were your college years, and that's the way it was, but now you're entering into a different season. Or that's the way it was when you were single, but now you're married, and it's a different season now. And these are the challenges, and here are the joys and the advantages of the season. And so I, I want to help everyone have a perspective. And though I know that um, in the Scripture there it says that God has set eternity in our hearts, and none of us can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. We may not be able to fathom what God has done from eternity and, and time and where we're at in it right now. Maybe that's just a big muddle of mess. But I, I do wonder if we can help get a little perspective on the few years that we do have on this planet. And if we could have a little bit of perspective of of where maybe others are at in their journey. Maybe we could remember what it was like when we were in middle school. Um, maybe we could look ahead and see what it's going to be like when, you know, maybe you're a widow or a widower or empty nest, and we could be gracious to one another, whatever season that we're in. And I do believe that the Lord wants us to learn how to be gracious to one another and live in harmony together as the body of Christ. So there's uh, a few uh, people that are going to be uh, interviewed by video, and then I'm going to have a few come up here and join me on the stage uh, just to talk together. So um, here we go. The greatest challenge is um, being tr being around those people that don't have the right tools to go through life, and um, they need help, but they reject. They 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 need the help inside, but they don't think they need help, and they think they have it all um, situated. So, and when you try to help them, they reject you. So that's probably the greatest challenge. You you really feel good when you actually get to get to someone and like make friends with them and um, basically change their lives because of it. The main challenge probably be you're not going to have a a comfort zone. You're not going to be able to have that comfort zone at this age. It's hard to find it. I think you can learn more easier as you get older it's easier to understand things uh, probably the biggest challenges for me were the fact that you have there are so many opportunities and doors to go through um, and making those decisions um, especially with going to Germany you know there's a lot of decisions to go over there and once I get there um, making the decisions of 
who was I going to be and was how was I going to be different there uh, besides just being an American. And one of the coolest things was getting to actually, towards the end of that, share with uh, some of the kids and adults that I was living with on a daily basis um, where I stood in my spiritual life, and but also um, how they had seen that through what I was doing in my day-to-day and work life. The biggest joys is, in part, I would say the fact of becoming your own person. Uh, because you get to see the rewards of the decisions that you're making. Uh, you don't have mom and dad as much right there with you. It's much more on you. Um, so that directly impacts yourself. You're getting to start to see uh, what you're laying down for your future. Uh, these internships are really helping me to uh, prepare for a future in a business career, which is what I really have found that I have a passion and a joy for. Um, so it's cool because you're starting to see that you're laying down these foundations uh, for a future. and. It's just cool to see that your personal decisions are what's making that and starting to make that. And then, you know, you are now, since I get to take ownership of my faith, I'm getting to see how God is blessing me personally and opening certain doors for me. I think the greatest joy of being single is just the freedom that you have. You have more money and more time probably than you've ever had. And um, so you have excess so you can travel and you can buy nice things and um, I don't know, just use that money um, to do whatever you're into, whether it be travel or exercise or nice clothes or nice car, whatever you just have um, excess to use that for. And I also think it's nice in the single life um, because you really get to find out who you are aside from like your parents or your teachers or um, all of those other influence, you really get to find out who you are aside from that and um, get to work on the things that um, you maybe struggle in so you have some more time to do that where you're not focused on other people as much. The challenges of being single are definitely that same thing, that fight against being selfish and um, spending all your money and all your time on yourself instead of looking outside of yourself and seeing the world around you and how you can impact the world. Um, I think that that's a constant struggle when you're single because uh, you don't have any um, specific responsibility to look outside of yourself. And another struggle is definitely the contentment um, that we're called to have as Christ followers. Um, everyone's pushing you to look towards the next stage in life, like getting married and having a family and your career and all of those things, um, instead of just enjoying the time and the moment that you're in. I think that there's always a push to go um, on to the next stage. So I think that's a big struggle for a lot of people who are single. A couple of things that I would advise people that are coming out of college and into the single world or the single life. Um, one thing is really uh, looking to find what you're passionate about and what you love. Um, aside from how much money it makes you or how much power it gives you. And because that is really um, kind of a key to really loving your single life is loving what you do. and. Another thing that I would say is just to really enjoy this time. You won't always have the time to travel all over the world and to spend a lot of time with your family and spend a lot of time with your friends. Like one day, that won't be your first priority. And so just 
soak it in, enjoy the moment, and um, try to, to really use this time for God's glory and also um, just for enjoyment because it's a great time to look around and see the world. I think for me, um, the biggest transition is balance because um, being focused on ministry, being focused on people, you know, my all of my energy was, you know, faced out. But then when I got married, I think it's easy to put all of my energy on jazz, and that's not healthy either. So finding the balance between working on our marriage and building a strong foundation and yet still looking outside of our marriage and, and seeing people that could use, um, I don't know, God's love. So my biggest challenge has been balancing my energy, affections, time, and passion uh, between what the Lord has called me to outside of my home and what the Lord has called me to inside of my home. The biggest joy is, I think, sharing life with somebody. Um, uh, being, being, having a partner to go do ministry together. Um, sharing that with each other, you know. I'm mentoring a girl and I can come back and I'll be like, what do you think? And, and also, I think it's also nice if I'm really having a hard time making a decision, being able to go to somebody and say, what do you think the best decision is? And um, just allowing um, Jazz to lead me in areas that I need leading. I would say um, the companionship and intimacy that I found with the person God designed specifically and perfectly for me. My advice would be discipline your heart in dying to yourself. Um, if you will see dying to yourself and giving uh, yourself to your wife as a good thing, then you're going to really enjoy what God has in store for you. But if you see dying to yourself as a bad thing or a difficult thing or something that um, is hard, then you're not going to enjoy it and you're going to want out the whole time. So I think it's just a state of mind, uh, your perspective. The most difficult thing about being a widow is owning a property, fixing things when they get broke, looking at the leaves in the gutter. Uh, that, those things are just hard for me. And the other thing I would say that's the most difficult in being a widow is that Morris and I had an incredible relationship. And at the end of every day, his ministry was with adults and mine was with young people. But we shared and we talked and he gave advice. So that has been just a really big hole in my life. But I love that at my age, at 76 years old, God lets me work with young people all the time. It's just an amazing journey, and I love it. Well, that's um, some folks within our congregation and a little bit of, of their thoughts, their perspectives. And I want to invite a few here today that, that could uh, be with us. And uh, so on my right are Greg and Sue Penniston. And to my left here are Jim and Heather Beard, and you all know Jason and Doreen down there at the end. And uh, uh, jail leaders, all jail leaders involved with um, our church, and of course a couple of staff members here. So I, I just thought it would be an opportunity for you to get to know them a little better. 
and, uh, but also to represent uh, s- some seasons here in life. And uh, so I-, I just want to ask the same question first with, with you guys that was asked of those on the video. Um, Jason and Doreen, what's, what's been the greatest uh, joy or advantage of the season of life you're in? And, and what's uh, the greatest challenge? Um, being uh, married, uh, what, is it 11 years now or is it 10? 10 and a half. 10 and a half. <laughs> and and uh, three kiddos, three young kiddos. One on the way. Four. Was that... Was that official? We, we could say yeah, that out Yeah, it's on Facebook. All right. Okay, official. great. All right. Um, okay, so um, the greatest challenge um, with having, being married with children um, is time is a really big challenge um, just because particularly having a five-year-old, three-year-old, and one-year-old, most of our children are dependent on us for everything. <laughs> brushing their teeth, eating, dressing, la la la, I could go on. So, um, so finding time and the right balance, how to, how to juggle all the, all the responsibilities we have um, with, you know, my time with God, time for myself, things that give me life, time with my husband, time with friends, work, ministry, you know, all the, all the while being responsible for trying to raise these little um, wonderful angels into um, <laughs> responsible, caring adults. Uh, so it is always, um, always a juggling act trying to figure all that out. Um, I would say the greatest challenge is uh, I think when you get married, there's a level of dying to self, um, and we hear that phrase of basically putting your wants, your desires, everything kind of on the shelf because it's shared now. But when you have children there is this pressure cooker that forces you to die to yourself because you cannot lock your children in their room. <laughs> That's illegal. I found that out. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but it really is. It's this pressure cooker of a, the Lord just developing this dying to self all the time. Like there, I mean, we got rid of our dogs because at the end of the day with our kids, we didn't have any affection left. I was like, you're disgusting. Get off of me, dog. And so my brother now has my dog because it was like, we got to get rid of that. I mean, we have chickens who live outside now, but we don't have to give them any time. And that's great, like she was talking about. But just the challenge of the forced dying to self nonstop, like in the middle of the night, in the mornings, in the afternoons, you know, it's like constantly because your kids really can't do anything. I mean, like they are helpless most of the time. And that becomes a real challenge when you're being selfish. When you're being selfish, your attitude just is wrecked because your kids need so much and demand so much from you. Uh, and so the hardest challenge is that forced dying to self, even when you don't want it, uh, for me personally. Uh, and like she said, just the balance of the time and all of those things. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's really difficult. And uh, if you thought it would be easy, that's also a, a false expectation because it just, it's demanding and it's just part of the season that we're in and I think we've come to the conclusion that that's okay, uh, that it is hard. Uh, and so, but the joys, I think, which we'll get, are we supposed to talk about that now? Yes, uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd All right, great. good, because I was about people to go, go off here. on the challenges. Um, uh, but honestly, the greatest joy, I think, for us 
uh, is the is the full house kind of just when you know when Kai when I walk in the door and I hear da da like just it's awesome it's like one of those feelings of yes yeah you know that's when you're trying when when she's trying to have Kai our one year old say mama and he says da da I can hear it and I'm like yeah you get it you know. Um, but I said it, it, you know, the hardest challenge is the forced dying to self, but at the same time, the greatest joy is that dying to self, because you begin to go, oh, wow, this, this really does change things. It's, it's not convenient, but, like, if my desire is to make much of Christ in our home, just as much as it is at church, that dying to self is going to benefit not just me, but my wife and my kids, and to understand that, yeah, when I walk in the door from a full day, to see the look in her eyes, like, you must help me. I'm like, you got it. I'm on it. I'm, 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 let's do this. Let's, let's get, you know, let's get dinner made. Let's, I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, and, but it benefits. And that's, to me, one of the greatest joys is seeing the benefit of that pressure cooker of dying to self. Even when it's difficult, the results are just, uh, it's Christ-likeness. And the, that's the funny part is that brings great joy to God is that pressure cooker of forming us to the image of his son. And if that's the goal, then I want to rejoice in that, and I want to learn to rejoice in that. And I think that, for me, is the greatest joy, is that being shaped in the image of Christ uh, and, and, that, and that full house kind of thing. And I think also, I mean, my thought was just the, the greatest joy in this season is the privilege to be able to live for something greater than yourself, to raise up the next generation in Christ. Um, <clears throat> those that, you know, our house is full of life, the, you know, the, the funny things they say and do, the hugs, the kisses, the, you know, just the smiles, um, all of that, you know, is really a great joy and a great blessing. All right. All right. Well, um, Greg and Sue, your past uh, changing diapers and feeding uh, kids that can't feed themselves. Oh, you're, you're starting again. Uh, yeah, you have uh, one grandchild now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, but you guys uh, have two kids at home and two kids launched. So you're not empty nesters, uh, but you're, you, you got kids that are in a different season, and you're in a different season. Tell us a little bit about that. Probably my season changed uh, six years ago when we... Uh, made the move from Kansas uh, to here to be a part of this ministry and for me not only being a part of a new ministry and man also starting a new career starting a new business uh, all over so a lot of energy went into that so um, and having young adults in the house who can take care of themselves and who can get around and everything sometimes for me it's an uh, remembering to engage with them, to have the conversations with them, um, and it can be uh, the challenges sometimes that they can be lost in the busyness of starting a new season, and uh, uh, I have found that to be challenging. And just like in all stages of our marriages, uh, that uh, in different seasons, the one thing is still making sure that uh, Sue and I have our time together, because it, again, we are full press with uh, all these other things, and some, many times we, we uh, forget to keep uh, connected uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, probably for me, um, we agree, so these are both dual. Um, we're walking this story together. So the one that kind of came to my mind first was just um, like in the Ecclesiastes, where there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Well, 
with young adults, there's definitely a time to speak and a time to be silent as a parent. You know, I need to let them live and go and be independent. And now Luke has an Emily and um, they're on their way. And uh, Matthew's definitely a man um, in the Marines. And um, it's, they still need our advice occasionally, but I think that's that dance of knowing when to speak and when to be silent. And uh, when they want company with us and when they don't. And I think sometimes I've maybe over-retreated giving them space to grow because I really do want that. It's beautiful. Independence and growing is great. But it is that kind of dance of being an in-law and when too much is too much and, you know, all that. I'm learning to dance. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really beautiful. And so there's that challenge of relationships still that continues. There's always something new to learn. Yeah. So um, that would be the um, challenge. Yeah. Um, as far as um, then the, just the, the joys of this season is because your children are now adults. They are, they're a lot of fun to engage in. They have their activities that you can be a part of. Each of them have their very unique talents. And to see those talents uh, to, be, uh, to fu be fulfilled and to be a part of that and encouraging and um, all that. So you can see kind of the fruits of the labor of what uh, Jason and Doreen are working at right now, now that we are experiencing that. But um, um, so I would say uh, right now that has just been uh, just the joy of just being together as a family and just the, watching the kids. We can sit back soon. I can sit back and just watch the kids and watch them uh, do what siblings do best, and whether it's debating, arguing, uh, being competitive, and and all those things. And, they're loud uh, and big now, you know. It's really <laughs> so, uh, Jason Dream, what happens when you just sit back and watch your kids? <laughs> I believe we have video for that. <laughs> do you, do you, you have to intervene, don't you, at some point? I feel like God stepping into his creation all the time. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. <laughs> So, well, we have to protect Luke now, so, <laughs> but uh, no, that's... Uh, From what, Rachel? Yes. <laughs> so. um, for me, um, I think it's the, all of that, all, the, all, of, all of it, it's so wonderful. My dad used to say, you raise your, you're raising your kids to give them away, I mean, so prepare them to go, and uh, I really mm. love the go. Um, yeah, there's that, you know, you miss them. And sometimes I really, when the house is too quiet, I don't like that. Um, um, it's loud. You know, the quiet's loud. Um, there's moments of that now, and I know there's more moments coming. But I love um, their spiritual hearts. I love the men and women they are, and I'm thankful they're on a spiritual journey. I love it when we get to talk about God and, and what He's doing and their struggles. You know, they're men and women, and they got their own struggles now. But we got God. Now, when you say that, you're, you're saying... They... You're, you're talking about a 15-year-old <laughs> yes. and a 16-year-old okay, 16 and a 19-year-old. 19, 19 22 that are, and 25. All right. And when, you, and when you're talking... We're still in that. We're still in those And again, I just want them to understand when you yeah. say young men and young women, yeah. you're, you're talking about a 16-year-old yeah. and a 19-year-old. Yeah. Because we don't... Oh. You don't treat kids like oh, no. kids they, forever. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're adults. 
and um, it's their time to live and choose and breathe and be, and um, we celebrate that. And uh, they don't make every decision right, and they stumble their toe. But I, I'm so thankful we get to talk about it. Greg and I didn't do everything right. You know, God's grace is here, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And we'll pray, and we'll get strong, and each day is a new day, and we can begin again. So it's a season. As long as when we stumble, we come back to Jesus, you know, there's hope in this place. So um, I love them finding their feet in the kingdom, and uh, I celebrate that uh, with, the, with the stumbling and the standing. Um, something to celebrate. Right. Just the last thing, I think, uh, as far as our, uh, what we're enjoying in this season is just the, ma- the ministry that we're being able to do, at our, especially at the home, and uh, the amount of people now that we are engaged in. And that's just been a, a lot. Uh, that's, a fun. that's just been a lot of fun, and yeah. just um, that world has expanded. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people to love. Yeah. Well, Jim and Heather, you have three kids that that are all launched. Yes. They are out in the world, going full speed, and you guys at your house, it's just you two. So tell us about. Oh, almost <laughs> you two. Okay. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about that and and what the the challenges and joys of this season? Um, well, I'd say one of the biggest challenges for me is that I'm in an entirely new life. Um, I don't have kids at home. I'm working outside the home, and um, I'm pulled in a whole lot of different directions, and it's a completely new journey. I'm just doing something completely different. And with For a little background with that, we homeschooled our kids. <laughs> Started with our oldest one, who's now 28, uh, when she entered second grade. And so the rest, the other two, we homeschooled all the way through. And so Heather has had a 20-year career. As a homeschool mom and teaching. teaching our kids. And, and, she, and other people's children. And, you know, because she was a drama teacher. And, and then, for 11 years, she put on, like, three plays a year, all for free, all volunteer. <laughs> well, actually, I guess we got our tuition anyway, paid for. But, yeah. But, but so there was this real focus that way. And now there's this big shift. So now I am, when I I am working at Garage 34, and when I'm not working at Garage 34, I'm creating something to sell at Garage 34. And on top of that, so that's a completely new life. On top of that, I have a 95-year-old mother who lives 1,000 miles away, and children who live on the West Coast, and in Tennessee, and in South Dakota. So (laughs) between keeping track of everybody and the challenge of elderly parents and um, mm. a new job and a new life in a new city. Um, it's just a, an exciting but completely different change. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the thing with it to me is, you know, we were talking about what's the challenge and it's like, the challenges all to me are, I perceive them all as very positive because it's like, it is this new thing. A lot of the challenge for us as a couple has been just like, rebalancing you know we keep hearing you know balancing and balancing it's like and then it's shifting again because now it's like okay we pretty much don't have to mess with the kids i mean they we do still but you know (laughs) just to keep them on their toes but um you know i mean that's part of the reason we're here is because the year that our youngest girl went into went off to college we were sitting around through the winter and it's like wow we're kind of done with this long journey we were on and it's kind of, and it's like, what do we want to do now? And so some of the challenges is, is trying to figure that out. What do we want to do now? 
And so it's trying to figure out how do we rebalance because like Heather's out of the house now more, whereas she was home all the time. We had all the kids around to help do the housework. Now, of course, there's less of us to mess up the house. It's amazing. <laughs> Once the kids aren't in the house, it stays clean. It's really kind of crazy. Wow. What? Really? <laughs> I don't. I can't. What is this that. you speak of? <laughs> this world? <laughs> it is possible. It really is. But you know, it's like. But we have, you know, we're having to rearrange and find that new balance. And how do I help support Heather as she moves out into new adventures? And in a sense, kind of like she's starting a second career. And we don't even know where all that's going to lead. I'm in the spot where I'm like, well, what do I want to keep? I'm a software developer. Do I want to keep writing software until I'm 90? What do I want to do? Maybe I want to start a second career. So there's all these challenges of trying to decide what we're going to do now. Because this really is a shift Sounds like the guy sounds like almost. Ben in college. All the doors are, are before him. You know, it sounds like you're yeah, starting yeah. over well, there. Well, that's the other thing. You know, then shifting kind of to the whole blessing aspect is that God has truly blessed us that we're at this point in our lives with the energy and like the ability to go and do lots of different things. Yeah. You know, to, to have that chance to now say, hey, where do we want to go now? And be able to launch into that. With, you know, with, with vigor, with energy, and, and not be just like, oh, I'm just so worn out from whatever that I just want to stop, you know. <laughs> well, there were days before, too. Yes. So. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's a real blessing, you know, that we have that. Um, you know, like, you know, Greg and Sue were saying, too, another blessing is just that thing that our kids, God blessed us so much with our kids that they want to be with us. They like to be around us. And they're like, hey, we can't wait till we come home, or we can't wait till you come to see us. You know, they're, they're excited about being with us, and we have these people that now we're able to deal with as friends more than as parents, although we'll still always be their parents, but that we can sit down and chat with, play games with just, and then, you know, and then send them away and say, you know, go deal with your, you know, help them, give them advice, but say, go deal with your problems. You know, it's like, we're, where we have that, where they're, they are, you know, but that's another one of those balancing things, learning how to deal with them as equals, yeah. on a, more as equals than as, I'm your parent, you're my child, you're going to do what I tell you know, which is where Jason has to be totally right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Can I send them away? So. Well, I, I know that. <laughs> I was going to say the other thing. <laughs> Military school an option for a three-year-old. The other thing that is a real joy is time. We have time for each other. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to schedule it or run five other people's schedules in order to find the time. And that's yeah. a real blessing. Yeah. Now, I know for, for some of you who are younger and um, maybe you're not married yet or you're married and there's no kids in the house, you're, you're kind of going, what? Schedule? Schedule time for each other? That, that's not very organic. That's not very free-flowing. Um, you better stop sometimes, that thinking. Sometimes there, there is necessity. Uh, and, and when you know that you really truly need to be together and, and need adult conversation, uh, there's moments where you, you have to work the calendar oh, yeah. for your relationships. Um, well, I, I know um, in, in sharing a little bit here today, I, I just want you to know that, that these people and... And those you saw in the video, I know that they would love to talk with you. They would love to go have coffee or have dinner with you. Um, 
uh, Sherry and I would love to do that, just, just to talk about life, just uh, share what's going on. And, and I guess one of the things that I wanted to uh, close with here, and uh, it's again in Ecclesiastes, just that verse 11 where it says, he, makes every, he, he has made all things beautiful in his time. And I, I just want to ask the question, is it, is it beautiful right now in the season you're in? Is it beautiful? And I, I, I hope that it's not always a hindsight thing. I hope it's not always, well, I can look back and now I can say it's, it's beautiful because it's gone, it's past, or I'm, I'm in a different season or whatever. I, I hope that, that it can be beautiful now. And I hope that, uh, like the writer of Ecclesiastes, who basically, I, I know some of you have read Ecclesiastes, but if you read it closely, I know some of you read it and go, well, I don't understand. Meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Okay, so life is meaningless. Really, really the final word that the writer of Ecclesiastes was, was saying, if, if you read it closely, is that without God, life is meaningless. And there is a season to everything, and every season can be beautiful. But I believe you need to invite God into that season for it to be beautiful. And so I, I want to encourage you, if you're in a season right now and, and it just seems to be all challenges, all struggle, all hardship, I, I know maybe you're already inviting God into that, but I, I just want to encourage you that I do believe that he can make it beautiful. And uh, I hope that in time that God will make it beautiful for you.